Can we let out a collective, oh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Let's give a standing O to all the moms. Come on, everybody, get up on your feet. Come on, let's just thank, no, it's got to be a standing ovation. Come on, not, not, not a sitting ovation. That's no such thing. Thank you, moms. All right. They're going to get the lights back on, I think. Cool. Good to see everybody today. Well, happy Mother's Day. I'm so excited that we are here together celebrating and thanking Moms, and I wanted to just give a couple of quick thoughts for all the moms in the room today. And the message today is going to be uh, directed to moms, but there's something for all of us here today. So if you're a dude with a beard, right, there's two types of people in the world. There's men with beards and women. <laughs> Anyways, all right, yeah. Sorry, sir, don't leave. No, I'm kidding. Nobody was leaving. Uh, but, but I want to give a couple of quick thoughts to moms today, and I, and I really believe the Lord is going to encourage you today, moms. Uh, number one, you have the most important job in the world. You have the most important job in the world. You know, so many times we think, oh, the, the, the CEO of the corporation, that guy the, or that lady, that's the most important job, or the person that occupies a high political office or the, the high position of leadership in a church or something like that. But no, moms, you have the most important job in the world because you are shaping the future. Come on, God has entrusted you to, to oversee and watch the development of these children that are going to be the future leaders, and right? So you have the most important job in the world. Number two, only you can do it. And all the wives and moms say, amen, because if my husband was in charge of this process, things wouldn't be going as well, right? For, when, my wife goes, uh, when my wife goes away, when she's out of town or something, and I'm left with the kids, number one, I pray in the spirit all the whole time. Number two, my whole metric for success is will they be alive when she gets back? And I feel like I'm a success if they are. Uh, but moms do so much. And mom, only you can do this job. And so I want to encourage you, when you get tired, when you get discouraged, if you get bummed out, am I talking to any moms today? You're like, that's Monday. <laughs> yeah. And don't give up. Don't, don't give up. God created you uniquely to do this, this job. He's, he's formed and fashioned you in every way to be a superhero of this role. Uh, you have the most important job in the world, only you can do it. And number three, you're doing better than you think you are. Now, I don't personally have any experience momming. Um, in case you notice, I'm, I'm a dude and, and, I, and I'm not a mom. Uh, and so if you're like, man, this is the ugliest chick I've ever seen <laughs> teaching on Mother's Day. Thank you, that's rude. But I know watching my, my wife, the mother of my children, watching moms all around, that oftentimes there's this, there's this level that, that moms feel like they have to reach or they have to attain to. And you see the Instagram mom and everything's perfect. And there's always a perfect keto meal on the table at 6 p.m. And all the children are wearing, uh, babe, what's those, those kids? Pinafores. Yeah, the kids are wearing pinafores. And they're, and they're all perfect. And, and you're like, I'm failing. I'm a hot mess as a mom. And mom, listen, I want to tell you today, you're doing better than you think you are. I want you to be encouraged today because here's the thing. When you show up and you do your job, when you show up every day, when you're there to love those kids and pick up cake off the floor like we saw in the video, you're winning because you are investing in those kids, right? And maybe the kids aren't wearing pinafores. Who cares? That looks sissy la la anyways. Maybe your kids are wearing Oshkosh Bagosh. Remember that? <laughs> And they're all dirty and the knees are ripped out. I mean, we can't keep our kids' knees covered, right, babe? Because they're just sliding everywhere and running around. And that's fine. You're doing better than you think you are because you, God is using you to invest in your children. So good job, mom. Good job. 
You have the most important job in the world, only you can do it, and you're doing better than you think you are. Now, we saw in the video that phrase, and, we, and we, our staff, we were looking at that video, we really liked it. They said, your normal might be their magic. Your normal might be their magic. Isn't that true? And so today as we celebrate moms, I want to talk about these normal that might be magic moments. And what I want to share with you today, and this message is going to not just be for moms, but for everybody here today. I want to talk about the importance of little things. Somebody say little things. Little things. Did you know little things make a big difference? Don't they? Little things make a big difference. In, in 2002, over 400,000 kids took the ACT exam. Anybody taking the ACT or the SAT, right? right? Some of you took the uh, DUI test, right? You saw all these kind of tests that we can pass. I passed, praise the Lord. Okay, anyways, moving on. Kids took the ACT exam. People in the back are like, I'm not awake yet. What? Sorry, I missed that one. <laughs> Over 400,000 kids took the ACT exam. 58 out of 400,000 managed to earn an almost unimaginably elusive perfect score. That's only a hundredth of 1%. A hundredth of 1%. Now, this was hilarious. Judah and Kyle and Mark and I in the office trying to figure out the statistics and the fractions and ratios. And luckily for me, I'm not the worst person at math in our office. I thought I was, but it's, no, I am. Okay. <laughs> a hundredth of 1%. One of these, these children, out of the 58 out of 400,000, one of those kids was Christopher Williams, the son of Tad and Susan from Russell, Kentucky, population 3,645. That metropolitan, uh, <laughs> metropolis of education. Population 3,645. This kid gets the perfect score on the ACT. 58 kids. He's one of 58 out of 400,000. After word got out regarding Christopher's astounding accomplishment, the family was besieged with questions, major news outlets, people from the, the town, educators coming. How did he do it? They're besieged with questions. What prep course had they enrolled Christopher in? Princeton Review? Had they put him in the Kaplan Preparatory Program? These were highly regarded prep courses that carried a price tag as high as $250 an hour. The family responded, no. Chris hadn't been enrolled in any expensive program. In fact, he'd had no preparation for the test at all. But that wasn't technically true. He had been in a prep course, just not something typical. Tad and Susan had actually given their son something amazing. Because from the time he and his brother were infants, all the way through adolescence, Tad and Susan had read aloud to their sons for 30 minutes a night, even after they learned to read for themselves. And that simple, that small, that little, repeated investment paid off in a serious way. That this young man was able to pass, not just pass the test, but wildly succeed, get a perfect score because of something little that his parents had invested in him. Listen to me, little things make a big difference. Little things make a big difference. Let's turn into the scriptures today. In Matthew chapter 25, Verse 21, Jesus is giving what we know as the parable of the talents. And, th and this is a, uh, these parables in Matthew chapter 25 are Jesus teaching us, teaching his disciples what the kingdom of God is like. What is life like in God's kingdom? And Jesus says this. He tells this whole story about a master that gives a certain amount of, of talents or a certain amount of resources to these three servants. And he gives some uh, an amount to one, another amount to another, another amount to another. 
And this is the end here. At, at the end of this, he says in, in verse 21, his master comes back from the journey and he says to this servant, well done, good and faithful servant. How many of you want to hear those words when Jesus comes back, right? You don't want to hear, I don't know you. You want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. Say little. Say it tinier. Little. A little sweet. Right? <laughs> See that? I will set you over much. Say much. Little, much. And he says, enter into the joy of your master. Now, Jesus is teaching us this is how the kingdom of God works. See, life itself is a test on how we will handle the little things. The little things. Ask yourself this question today. What has God put in my hands and what am I doing with it? You see, we ask the wrong question in life. And here's what we ask. We say, well, you know, if I was like Kyle, if I had hair like that, I could do the things that he does. If I was like Fred, then I could skate like a boss through town. If I was like, and pick somebody out, and we compare ourselves to other people, don't we? And we say, well, if I was like David, and I looked like a million bucks every time I walked in the room, then man, I'd be going places. But since I look like somebody that, you know, played rec league soccer when they were 12, and that's the only athletic achievement I've ever had, which is a true story, by the way. I can't do anything. And we say, you know, if I had more, then I could do more. But that's, Jesus says that's not how it works. He says, what has God put into your hands? Come on, and how are you going to do with the little things? Maybe you don't have a lot. That's not how you're going to be judged. It's going to be, did, what did you do with what you did have? How did you handle the little things? What has God put in my hands, and what am I doing with it? Moms, listen to me today. Maybe you're thinking, well, all I do is wake up every day and slave in the kitchen for these kids and wipe peanut butter off of every surface in my house. All I do is, is, is chase them around and try to find shoes. I told someone recently, parenthood is all about finding shoes. That's basically parenthood in a nutshell. Where are your shoes? Isn't that the question that you hear all the time? Our children have about 9,419 pairs of shoes and we can't find the other, pair, the other side of it, right? Come on. And moms, you might be thinking, well, I, my life is given to all these unimportant things. How are you doing with what God's put in your hands? Because God has entrusted you with the caretaking, the keeping of a life, of, some, of the most valuable thing that he has, his sons and his daughters. Those aren't just your kids. Those are God's kids. What has God put in your hands? Maybe you're not a mom here today, but what has God put in your hands? Don't, don't count it too small. Don't neglect to take care of the little things that God has put in you because Little faith, faithfulness in little results in faithfulness and being given more. In Ephesians chapter 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do, and this is speaking of Christ, who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. I love that line. According to the power at work within us. Paul's talking about this to the church in Ephesus, talking about Jesus to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. Did you know that God can do a whole lot with just a little? God can do a whole lot with just a little. You might remember the story in the scriptures of when Jesus multiplied five loaves and two fishes. He said to his disciples, I want to feed this great multitude. They said, Jesus, we're, we're, we're way out of town. Jesus, the closest Chick-fil-A is in Portland. We can't get there in time, right? They, we, we, can't, we can't get there, Sizzler. We can't go there. It's not, we're not close enough. We don't have any food. How do you expect us to feed 5,000 people? And Jesus says, what do you have? The question the Lord wants to ask you today is, what do you have? Well, I just have a little. Good. Because God can do far more abundantly. Come on. We serve a God who can do so much with so little. And they brought 
the five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. And when they put that in the hands of Jesus, he, he broke it, he blessed it, he gave it back to them and it was multiplied. Come on, God can do a whole lot with just a little. You might be thinking, well, I'm just doing a little, I'm just doing a little, I'm just serving a little, I'm just loving a little. Don't, don't ever uh, think too small of the God that you serve because this God that we serve can take just a little and do a whole lot. And so we tend to undervalue faithfulness, natural faithfulness, just showing up and being a part of the team, being a part of the dream team, serving, just showing up and serving in the nursery, just showing up and ushering, just showing up. But God can do supernatural things with the natural things that we bring. God can do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Little things. I want to give you four thoughts about little things, and then you can take your mom and do amazing things for her. Not little things, big things. But I want to give you four thoughts this morning about little things, the importance of little things. Number one, little things make a big difference. Little things make a big difference. And, and this works both positively and negatively, right? Winning little, the little faithfulness, the little victories, the little sacrifices, that they result in winning big. But conversely, losing little not paying attention to detail, not being careful in our walk with the Lord, not being careful to treat the people around us with the love and the grace of Jesus. Even in just small ways, it's like planting a seed and it always grows. Come on. Many people look at marriages that fail and they say, well, what went wrong? And they say, oh, well, my husband did this or my wife did this. And they go to the main event. But the reality is the seeds of destruction were sown on a daily basis every day, little Losses, little unkindnesses, little turning of the head and not speaking to one another. The little things that add up into the big differences, right? But don't be discouraged because think about this. Little wins, little victories, little investments create big positive chains, changes. Now listen, we, we get this concept, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll say it this way, that nobody who gets bit by a black widow spider says, ah, it's no big deal because it's just a small spider, Right? Some of you are like, thank you for reminding me of all of my nightmares. <laughs> Whew, I hate nature. Huh. To me, I love watching creepy shows about spiders and bats and snakes on TV, but I don't want to see them, right? My wife was amazed because we were at the zoo and we went into the bat cave. You know what I'm talking about? Where you go into the bat cave, not like Batman's bat cave, but an actual bat cave with bats. In case you were wondering what that was, what it was. And you walk in and all the bats are in there. And she's like, why are you even in here? This, this should be scaring you to death. And I'm like, oh, I'm terrified. But they're behind glass, so I feel safe. I'm not, not experiencing them in their natural habitat. Nobody who gets bit by a black widow spider says, ah, it doesn't matter. It's no big deal because it's just a little spider. We know that even that little tiny spider, you guys know what a black widow is? Anybody? You're all acting like you don't know what spiders are. You're not scared enough, you guys. Come on, I need to get some fear in you today. Uh, nobody says it's no big deal. You, you, you react in a hurry because it is a big deal, even though it's just a tiny spider. Little things make a big difference. I was reminded of this story that happened in my family. We had sold a house that we were living in and moved. We were getting ready to move to another place. And so we had, I think, pretty much gotten all of our stuff out and we were getting the house all pretty and nice so that we could sell it. And so we weren't living in the house at the time. We'd already moved to our other place and we were getting everything cleaned up and the house was perfectly clean and vacuumed and painted and everything was wonderful. It looked really good. It was ready to go on the market or it was already on the market. And little, uh, we didn't know this, but there was this little tiny supply hose upstairs on the third floor or yeah, it's a split level kind of thing. In my parents' bathroom, a little tiny supply hose to the sink. And one night or one day, 
at some point, we, you know, when we weren't there, it broke. And a little bit of water began to flow through this house until it, that little bit of water flowed down the stairs and that little bit of water flowed through the ceilings and that little bit of water flowed through the entire house. And how many of you know, it made a big difference. And so one day we walk in and water is dripping from every conceivable thing, from light fixtures, water's coming down the stairs, water's coming, and we found a little hose and it was just a tiny, tiny little supply hose. Little things make a big difference. And yet we kind of hear these types of things and we go, yeah, 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 but that's a hose, that's a spider, but what about my life? No, no, don't forget that little things make a big difference. Now let's talk about this in a positive way. I want to ask you to think about this this morning. What's one small change you can make in your life? One little thing that you can adjust that will create a a big positive impact. What's one small change you can make? So I think a lot of people come to church, including Christians, and they come to church and they feel like, well, I have a lot to work on. That's me every Sunday. Anybody else? We show up at church and we're like, there's so much for me to do. I have to, so many ways I need to grow, so many ways I need to change. And so we're always looking way into the future, looking at the big things, and we neglect to make the small incremental changes that actually lead to real life transformation. What's one small change by the grace of God you can make today? Here's a couple ideas that I have for you. What if you just carved out 15 minutes of your day to meet with God? What if you said 15 minutes of my day, I'm just going to give that to the word of God, to prayer, and to sit in the presence of God, to sit at his feet and just worship. Just let God speak to me. Just let him calm my soul in the midst of the storm. I'm just going to give 15 minutes of my day to meet with God. I guarantee you that if you made that small change, big things would happen in your life. What if you began to be intentional about date night? Come on, guys. Moms are like, amen, the wives and moms are, you know, date night. Maybe if you're a single mom, maybe you're a single lady, you're like, yeah, get intentional about date night. I'm ready to go, (laughs) right? Hallelujah. Okay, so be intentional about date night, guys, and wives. Remember to invest. What if you just made that small change? What if instead of just ignoring your spouse and kind of going through life busy, you began to think with intentionality about that? What about making a small shift and actually having a real conversation with your kids? Because, see, we get really good at tuning them out. Daddy, 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 daddy. My kids literally do this. Daddy, 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 daddy. What? I want to tell you about this thing. There's another thing over here. There's another thing over here. And this thing over here. And this thing over here. And this person said this. And then poopy. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Right? I don't want to hear it anymore. Be quiet. So, you know, we have these kind of things. But what if instead of that, what if we said, okay, I'm going to connect I'm going to lean in. I'm going to be intentional about having a real conversation. Little thing would make a big difference. What about just getting more sleep? What about the little change of of making time for relationship with your fellow followers of Jesus? Some of you are not walking in relationship on a weekly basis, not in joy groups. What if you just said, you know what? You sat down with your husband and your wife, sat down and said, we're going to make a small change. We're going to give up an hour of Netflix and we're going to commit ourselves to walk in relationship And you think, man, what would that really do for me? It would do a lot because little things make a big difference. Little things make a big difference. Let me leave you with this on this this thought. You might be one small change away from a big breakthrough in your life. You might be one small step, one little change, one little thought that changes, one little action that changes You might just be one step away from a major 
big breakthrough in your life. Think about that for one second. That was more than one second. Think about that for three seconds. You might be one step away. Number two, destiny is created daily. We're talking about the importance of little things. Destiny is created daily. Did you know that you are sowing the seeds? You are planting the seeds of your future right now. Right now today, you are planting the seeds of your future in your own life and in the lives of others. Moms, let me encourage you with this. When you get weary, when you get discouraged, don't forget that you are planting seeds in your kids' life. I love this scripture in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. He says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. How many of you know it's easy to get tired doing what's good? If you don't think you can get tired doing what's good, you're wrong. You can. I get tired doing what's good all the time. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't get tired of continuing to plant every day because destiny is created daily. Now listen, as a parent, I'm not a mom, but as a dad, and, and, and with Bethany and I together parenting our kids, so many times I wish that parenting wasn't like the way that it is. Because it's this thing that has to take place on a daily basis. Don't you wish you could just plan out 12 modules to talk about the 12 most important things with your kids one time? Wouldn't that be amazing? You're like, we're going to work really hard for two years. We're going to figure out everything we need to tell our kids. And then we're going to sit them down over a 12-day period and just say, okay, day one, finances. Day two, relationships. Day three, and we're going to teach you everything you need to know. Have a nice life. I mean, we'll still hang out and go to Disneyland, but no more of this investing daily, parenting, coaching, modeling, mentoring. Come on, parents, right? Don't you wish it was that way? But that's not how it works, is it? Because information isn't enough. People need investment. Just giving your kids information, just, just sort of dumping it on them isn't enough. You have to get, model it. You have to continue to invest. You have to coach them. And I want to encourage you with this, that what you do on a daily basis will have the most impact on your destiny. What you do on a daily basis will have the most impact on the destiny of others. Are you willing to walk the walk and talk the talk on a daily basis? Because the destiny is created daily. Do you guys remember a few years ago, there was this coach in Oregon. He kind of, some people knew who he was. Chip Kelly. I don't know if you guys remember him or heard about him. Modicum of success. Anyways, Chip Kelly, he had a little slogan. Remember the slogan? Win the day. And I love that. How many of you think that's awesome? That if we will invest in the right now, we don't need to worry about the results or the outcomes per se. We're thinking about that. Yeah, we want to win a championship. Yeah, we want to win. Yeah, we want to crush the Huskies for 10 straight years. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we want to get there. Right? But, but, but win the day. Let's put it in every single day. We're going to invest. Listen, Christian, I, I want to encourage you today, follower of Jesus, if you will think about winning the day, getting a victory right now, not worrying about, well, where, where am I going to be in five years? Just win right now. Win the day because destiny is created daily. I want to encourage you to focus on creating a positive trajectory. Moms, when you're talking about raising kids, I know so many times we have losses in the day. There's days when Bethany and I put our head on the pillow and we just look over and we're like, we made it, we survived. No more jobs, you know, we're, we're, we're done. Like we're over here. And we felt like, man, this day was a colossal mess, a colossal mistake. Everything was wrong. You, you know what I'm talking about? But listen, don't be discouraged by daily losses. If you're investing daily, you're going to set a positive trajectory for victory in your kids' lives. You're going to set a positive trajectory. Listen to this quote. I think this is very powerful. James Watkins says, A river cuts through rock, not because of its power, 
but because of its persistence. A river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. You show me someone who will invest in the little things on a daily basis, and I'll show you a, a winner. You show me a parent that will, that will shape the destiny on a daily basis of their children, and I'll show you kids that have a positive trajectory and a positive future. It doesn't mean you have to win every single day. It means that you got to invest every day and be willing to take the losses, but keep moving forward. Destiny is created daily. Number three, investment plus intention equals a positive outcome. We're talking about the importance of little things, but listen to this, investment plus intention equals a positive outcome. So many times in our life, even talking about little things, we have the best of intentions. It's like everybody signing up for the gym on December 28th, right? We get through Christmas and we're like, I've just eaten half of the supply of food in this county. And so I'm going to go get my gym membership in January. But Januarys are full. I mean, gyms are full in January, but they're empty in April, right? Because we've got the best of intentions. You know the phrase, the road to, the road, to, it's paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Intentions are not enough. Intending to do it right, intending to invest daily, intending to think about the importance of little things is not enough. It's the intention married to, matched with the investment is what brings a positive outcome. So some people have the best of intentions, but no follow through. Listen, with your kids, it's not the conversation that you intended to have. It's the conversation that you do have. With your children, it's not the, it's not the, 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 the time that you, that you intended to spend. It's the time you do spend that makes the difference. So getting those two things connected, investment plus intention, connecting the dots. Some people are just working as hard as they can with their heads down and they're, they're moving forward. And you need to get some good intentions. You need to get some goals. You need to get a, a plan and a vision for what God has called you to do. Line up the little things in your life with the big goals and aspirations. Investment plus intention equals a positive outcome. Number four, as we get ready to wrap up today, the thoughts about little things, the importance of little things. Number four, there's purpose in the process. There's purpose in the process. There's purpose in the process. Yes, but God, I, I want to get from A to B faster. Lord, I'm sick of all this mess in my house. Lord, why, is, why, are, why every day are the entire contents of my kids' drawers thrown across the floor? Why is there always food stuffed into the VCR or the DVD player? I'm going to get upgrade my <laughs> lingo there. In the Blu-ray player. Why is there peanut butter handprints on the TV? I am done with the process. Lord, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to get into a relationship. Lord, I'm ready to leave this job and find one where people understand my needs and understand my, come on, I'm talking to somebody today. And the word of the Lord to you today, little things matter and there's purpose in the process. I wish God wasn't always the way that he is. And you might be like, uh-oh, what is he gonna say now? <laughs> when you read the scriptures, you see a God that's willing to let Moses sit it out in the desert for 40 years. We serve a God that's willing to let Joseph sit in the bottom of a pit that his brothers threw him in. We serve a God that's willing to let his son Jesus sweat tears, sweat blood in a garden as he says, Lord, would you let this cup pass for me, but your will be done. 
Because God cares more about the destiny. He cares more about getting you to the place that he knows you can get to, getting to the place that he created you for than he does about the in the momentary things. And we need to hear this. There's purpose in the process. You see, parents, moms, you're shaping your kids. You're investing in them. You're creating destiny on a daily basis. The little things matter. You're doing such a good job, better than you think you are. But did you know that you're not the only parent at work in the process? See, sometimes we think, man, it's just me raising my kids. Well, actually, God is raising his kids too. And and newsflash, you're one of them. And so I want to challenge you today to embrace the chaos. Get a hold of that mess and thank God for it and say, God, thank you for this process because I know that you have purpose for me. That God, I'm not the only one raising kids. I'm not the only one building my character as a single person or I'm not the only person going through this process or or engaging a process. You have me in a process and you're doing something in me and there's purpose in that process. God is shaping us through the waiting seasons. God is shaping us through the difficult seasons. Maybe today for you, Mother's Day is a difficult day. Maybe you didn't have a good relationship with your mom. Maybe you don't know your mom. Maybe maybe as a woman, you're not a mom and you feel isolated and, and horrible on a day like this. Like, oh no, I'm being alienated. Whatever you feel, whatever you are, whatever season of life you're in, I want you to hear this today, that there is purpose in the process. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter one, verse six. He said, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. As long as you and I are sucking oxygen on this planet, we are still part of a process in which God is developing, in which God is leading us one step forward at a time. And you can get really angry, really upset, really resistant to the process of God, to the leading of God. But if you will say, you know what? There's purpose in the process and God is creating a masterpiece. God is doing something unique in me and he started something good and he's working something good and he won't stop until it's finished. If you can get excited about that, then it's an awesome day. God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished. Even in the little things. See, we think all the little things, the little things don't really matter. It's the big things that matter. No, it's the little things. Even the the little things that get under our skin, remind yourself there's purpose in the process. God, what are you trying to teach me here? God, what, 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 is, what are you trying to show me here that allows me to become more, of, more like your son, Jesus? There's purpose in the process. I wanna leave you with this little poem about the importance of little things. Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Little things. If you show me someone who invests on a daily basis, someone who invests in the little things and doesn't take them for granted, but says, God, whatever you've put into my hands, I will be faithful with a little. God is gonna give you more. Amen. Father, today I pray a blessing on every person here, on every mother specifically, and we thank you for the mom's We thank you for the hundreds and thousands and millions of little things that go unnoticed. The little sacrifices of the the serving, the loving, the wiping tears away and sewing clothing and taking kids to the grocery store and all the little things that are resulting in such a tremendous value and tremendous 
destiny being created. And I thank you, Lord, that beyond us being earthly parents, beyond being a, a mom in the natural, Lord, you are our parent, you are our father, you are parenting us. And I pray that today all of us would be connected with this idea that there's purpose in the process. Even the process we're going through when it doesn't seem consequential, when it doesn't seem big, but Lord, you are working a process and we submit ourselves to you today. I thank you for that, Lord. I pray for every person today to be encouraged in their heart and their spirit and their walk with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said amen.